Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130. To Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991. To Boston, Bloomberg 1200. To San Francisco, Bloomberg 960. To the country, Sirius XM Channel 119. And around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning. It is 7.30 on Wall Street. I'm Michael McKee, along with David Gura today, sitting in for Tom Keene. We are waiting on earnings from ExxonMobil and Chevron. No surprise that uh, they are likely to have uh, seen their earnings shrink. Phillips 66 did, posting a 61% drop in first quarter earnings, profit margins for refining and chemicals production shrinking, net income $385 million, 72 cents a share, down from $987 million, $1.79 a year earlier. M&A News, Rovai, which provides on-screen guides for pay TV listings, agreeing to buy that digital video recording pioneer TiVo. The deal valued at $1.1 billion. Rovai going to pay $10.70 per share in cash and stock. And RBS, Royal Bank of Scotland, a deeper first quarter loss. Repaying the U.K. government for support during the financial crisis also says it's going to take longer than expected to resume dividends. The net loss, 768 million pounds or $1.4 billion, just about double the uh, loss a year earlier. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, thank you very much. Fighting continues in the Syrian city of Aleppo. Witnesses say government airstrikes destroyed a hospital in the insurgent-held side of the city. At least 27 people were killed in that incident, including children and hospital staffers. U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry says he is outraged. North Korea has sentenced another American to hard labor in prison. Kim Dong-chul was sentenced today to 10 years for spying. Officials say a suspicious white powdery substance sent to a Donald Trump campaign office in New York is harmless. Police say the envelope was opened by a staffer at Manhattan's Trump Tower. Vice President Joe Biden will push to accelerate international cancer research during a speech to a conference on regenerative medicine in Rome. While in Vatican City, Biden is scheduled to see Pope Francis, who will also speak at the conference. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike, David? Thank you, Michael. Time now for the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update. Here's John Stasha. All right, Mike, there's a reason why Ohio State won a national championship for the 2014 season. was heavily favored to win again. Five Buckeyes taken last night, first round of the NFL draft, and two of them are headed to New York. The Giants with the 10th pick took a cornerback, Eli Apple, coming to the Big Apple. He's only 20 years old. He's from Voorhees, New Jersey. Giants, if nothing else, lead the NFL in players named Eli. The Jets with the 20th pick. Took Ohio State linebacker Darren Lee, whose stock went up with an impressive workout at the scouting combine. Seventh year in a row, the Jets have gone defense in the first round. As expected, quarterbacks went 1-2. Both the Rams and Eagles had made trades to move up. Cal's Jared Goff to Los Angeles. Carson Wentz to North Dakota State to Philadelphia. Another QB, Paxton Lynch of Memphis, taken by Denver. Atlanta Hawks moving on. The NBA playoffs, they put six in double figures. They won 104-92 at Boston. They win the series in six games. Atlanta will now play Cleveland. Overtime to start the Stanley Cup Series in Washington. T.J. Oshie finished the hat trick, scored in OT. The Caps top Pittsburgh 4-3. D. Gordon of the Miami Marlins, who led the National League in hitting last season, suspended 80 games for using PEDs. With the Bloomberg NBC Sports Update, I'm John Stashauer. 
Thank you, John. We're seeing U.S. futures deteriorate even more now. Uh, S&P futures down by four points, two-tenths of a percent. Dow futures down 21, a tenth of a percent. And NASDAQ E-mini futures off 16 points right now. They are down four-tenths of a percent. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio. I'm Michael McKee, along with David Gura, sitting in for Tom Keene here on Bloomberg Surveillance. We are uh, watching the markets try to figure out uh, how they could go higher on Friday and uh, failing to do it. But we do have a little bit of news from Valiant. Uh, You remember they promised to file their paperwork as uh, required by the SEC by the end of the month. They have done so, filing their annual 10K form, or filing their 10K form, I should say, uh, and they now say they are in full c- uh, compliance with credit agreements that required them to do that. So, uh, Valiant, I guess, suggesting they are not going to be uh, breaking any covenants and uh, causing any uh, technical defaults. Time now for the uh, Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. New Jersey Institute of Technology investing more than $110 million a year in, the apl- in applied research to solve problems and improve life. Learn more at storiesofinnovation.njit.edu. Here's David Gurra. Fiat Chrysler is said to be nearing a technology deal with Google. According to people familiar with the matter, the division of Alphabet is in late-stage discussions to form a technology partnership with Fiat. Google's been talking to several car makers about working together to deploy its driverless technology in vehicles made by an established manufacturer. According to the People Fiat CEO, Sergio Marchionne has been directly involved in the talks. In a conference call Tuesday, he said he hopes to announce an arrangement with a technology company this year. PayPal says the Federal Trade Commission is investigating the company's Venmo-free peer-to-peer payment service in connection with potential unfair trade practices. The company says the probe focuses on whether the electronic payments company engaged in unfair or deceptive trade practices. PayPal says it's coordinating with, rather it's cooperating with the FTC, but declined to give further details about the probe. And that is this morning's Bloomberg NJIT STEM report. Mike? Thank you very much, David. Well, joining us now is David Winters. He's the CEO of Wintergreen Advisors, and he's got uh, weekend plans. Um, I I wasn't invited to Warren Buffett's annual dube. It's a small admissions fee. David, I guess, will be going out to Omaha for the annual meeting of uh, Berkshire Hathaway, which is uh, one of the bigger celebrations of capitalism in the country each year, although it has been uh, attracting more and more activist investors who are less interested in celebrating than making some waves. And, David, I don't know if uh, you would – would you classify yourself as an activist investor? You do have some waves you'd like to make. Well, you know, Michael and Dave, good morning. morning. Um, You you know, in general, Wintergreen is a long-term investor. I think this is the 26th year in a row we've attended the Berkshire Hathaway meeting. Um, And, you know, we we view active management and, you know, taking our fiduciary duty for our clients very seriously. And um, it was, I think, about two years ago we read the Coca-Cola proxy and we realized there was a – an egregious compensation plan, and uh, we objected, and ultimately uh, were able to get that plan rolled back. And on our calculations, it's been a massive savings to the share all shareholders of Coke. So, you know, we're 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 reluctant activists. We're ones who do it because we find we have to. We we would prefer to make just long-term quiet investments. What uh, What is this meeting like for an activist investor? We read this year that uh, the event is going to be 
live streamed by Yahoo Finance. For the first time, you're going to be able to watch it online. You don't have to be there uh, in the arena in Omaha. Uh, how much a say do you, how much of a say do you have? How much uh, you know? How much excitement is there? How much nitty gritty is there actually at this kind of meeting? Well, you know, the meeting has, uh, you know, for many years been a lot of fun for many people and an opportunity to learn and, you know, see friends. Um, and over time, it's become, you know, almost, you know, 40,000 people, give or take. And so it's it's changed. Um, and um, but it's, uh, you know, it's really an opportunity to, um, you know, it's an opportunity for people really to uh, to learn from Warren Buffett and uh, and uh, try to have a lot of fun. Do you really learn a whole lot from him? I mean, I wonder if it's become a little bit like Davos and jumping the shark and becoming more about being there than actually the reason you would be there. Uh, I was being very polite. You are accurate, sir. Uh, this is this is in fact the learning component. I mean, I think in the early years was very high, and this has become more of a sort of a social event, and um, you know it's. It doesn't have the same quality. It's it's kind of a jamboree at this point, as opposed to um, and it's you know it's more scripted and you know there are teleprompters and you know the questions are are vetted um, even though I think they they say they're not. We we've experienced that uh, um, you know the Coca Cola question two years ago was the first question and we didn't ask it so. You know, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting event, um, but I think the sort of sizzle has begun to go out of the stake. Got about 45 seconds left here. Talk a bit about this company, where it's at now. I know it's focusing more on manufacturing. Uh, how has it changed since you first invested in it? Well, you know, Berkshire Hathaway was a relatively small, obscure company that's become enormous, uh, this huge conglomerate um, for many, very difficult to kind of uh, figure out what's going on. It's uh, disparate. It's got some qualities of a, of a large black box because there's you know, so many moving pieces. Um, you know, it's a conglomerate with anything from a railroad to you know paint company. So it's 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 almost a collection at this point, as opposed to you know a conventional business. And then the fact that it's controlled and is going to end up in a foundation, and you've got the fellow running it's 85 years old, and it's no one knows who's going to run it next. You know, it creates uncertainty, and so, you know, it's a cash-rich company, but it's it's hard for people to really get their heads around. Well, let's continue our uh, discussion uh, with David Winters from Wintergreen Advisors when we come back here. Uh, Berkshire Hathaway shares closing uh, yesterday $219,120 a share, so a steep admissions price. Coming up on Bloomberg Surveillance, we await those earnings from Chevron and Exxon as we see the price of oil here up about uh, three-fourths of percent at 46.39. That's WTI. Let's see what we're going to hear from those earnings there. We heard just from Phillips 66. More Bloomberg Surveillance. In a- Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And good morning. I'm John Tucker. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash being brought to you by WeatherTech, CarMats, and Floor Liners. 
Well, the euro area inflation rate fell to minus 0.2% in April, worse than expected on the good side. The economy expanded six-tenths of a percent the first quarter. Unemployment also declined in March to the lowest since 2011. The U.S. dollar headed for its lowest close in almost a year. As signs of slowing growth in the U.S. have dimmed prospects for a Federal Reserve interest rate increase. And stock index futures, little changed at this point. Amazon.com surging in the pre-market after posting better than estimated results. Gilead Sciences, uh, that's uh, lower after first quarter profit missed estimates. Uh, lower than expected sales of its hepatitis C uh, treatments. Investors uh, will be looking to date on personal income and spending as well as consumer sentiment today. And as we check futures right now, relatively uh, flat uh, to unchanged. And we check the markets for you every 15 minutes uh, during the trading day right here on Bloomberg Radio. Mike and David. All right, thank you very much uh, for uh, for that, John Tucker. Uh, Valiant, we mentioned a minute ago, uh, filing its 10K, also uh, now getting subpoenas, they say, from uh, the states of North Carolina and from Los Angeles, from uh, the SEC office in Los Angeles. So the trouble's not done there, David. No, as the new CEO takes over here on Monday of next week. Something to, 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 to watch throughout the day if you're looking for a stock that may be of interest. Uh, people watching Berkshire Hathaway stock as Warren Buffett gets ready for his big soiree out in Omaha this weekend. Attending the meeting will be uh, David Winters. He's the CEO of Wintergreen Advisors. I want to uh, follow up on uh, the David's question just before the break about uh, Berkshire Hathaway and what you learn from uh, Warren Buffett. And I wonder if Warren Buffett uh, still has, I mean, obviously people will be there, but still has the cachet that he had now that he's become so ubiquitous. I mean, he's on TV a lot. He's talking a lot. At one point, he was the Oracle of Omaha, and nobody would really uh, hear from him except for a couple times a year. We all waited on his letters, but now his letters come out and people kind of have uh, an idea that uh, they know what he's talking about. Well, you know, again, you guys are right on. <laughs> there's, you know, there's sort of a, uh, there was an exclusivity to all this years ago when there were a very small group of people who would come and, you know, you had to go right away or get sent the annual. And, you know, there's a celebrity factor here which has sort of changed the dynamic. And a lot of what's, you know, been disclosed is already out there. So I think, I think the tone of the meeting has changed. And, um, you know, it's, it's not, you know, from our perspective, it's interesting and, you know, it's interesting from a social perspective, but it's not as, uh, as profound as it once was. Let me ask you about, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have to beat around the bush here. He's getting older. He's 85, I believe. You've got Charlie Munger, who's, who's 92. Uh, I imagine that the, the, the conversation, at least on the periphery at the meeting, is going to be about succession and what happens uh, to this company going forward. Do we have a better sense uh, of that plan yet? Uh, is it something that's being talked about in the open? You know, it's been talked about for years. And, you know, the, the secret is in the envelope. And, um, you know, maybe something will be revealed on Saturday. But to date, you know, it's, it's kind of a trust me situation. And it, it does, I think, create uncertainty, um, Mike and David, because, you know, people don't have that um, you know, confidence that they might have in somebody who was, you know, younger. And um, so the succession issue, and also the other thing that's really happened is that value investing has gone out of style. 
And, um, you know, indexation, as you well know, has become this dominant force. And even Buffett came out, you know, a couple of years ago as a proponent. So, you know, there are relatively few kind of value investors who, you know, are dyed in the wool who still believe. And that's changed the dynamic here, too. What's a what's your let's leave Warren Buffett aside and uh, make yeah. you the the oracle uh, for the moment. Uh, what's your view of the markets these days? Uh, I don't want to make too much of today's down day because we're not down all that much in the in the futures markets or even in Europe. But there does seem to be sort of a it's not an exhaustion a tiredness to the rally that we have seen. Well, I think again, I think you're right on it. What's from our perspective, um, we've had. Ten securities, we call them the terrible ten. And, you know, you know their names. And, you know, today Amazon's doing well, but it's Amazon, Facebook, Netflix, et cetera. Um, and, you know, full disclosure, we own some Google. Um, but, you know, these are the stocks that have driven the market for the last number of years and driven the returns of the index funds. And we think that's rolling over. And it's a very, very significant event because almost everybody's at the party. And we truly believe that it's being on the other side, being on the, you know, buying fundamental value, wherever it is, um, will be the next big leg up for investors. So we think this is the beginning of a huge secular shift in opportunity. Fundamental value, wherever it is. Where where are you uh, anticipating that'll be? Well, you know, it's all over the world. I mean, one example that we like is, is Altria, and they reported yesterday, and, you know, they had very strong numbers. They'll probably raise their dividend, yields 3.6%, trades at 62, easily is worth 90. You know, we can argue about it. But, you know, and, and so you've got deep value there. You've got a good business, good management, and it's relatively unloved, you know. So, and, you know, in Europe there are things to do. We love Nestle. People are going to eat chocolate bars. You know, they're in the pet food business. People like their pets better than their relatives. And so there's a lot of neglected securities that were not in the terrible 10. So for the few of us who aren't hugging the index, like most, we think there's a lot to be excited about. But but is there a, a cause, a trigger for this big change you see? Well, I think the trigger points are moldable, that, that you know, in every sort of big technology boom in the past, at some point, the companies begin to run out of steam, and we see that with what's happened in the last number of weeks, and Apple, which was the only company to own. And then you also see the situation with in the oil markets where you have um, liquidation of U.S. assets of the oil-rich com- uh, countries. So a lot of the favorite stocks are in net redemption mode. How about, uh, you, know, you mentioned algebra, but I wanted to ask about healthcare. We had this big deal yesterday with Abbott. Yeah. Uh, and I wonder how you're feeling about the, the healthcare sector. Well, you know, healthcare is, you know, necessary. It's just, it's very much regulated by the government. And then you see, like you gentlemen referring to, you know, Valiant, where all these people seek, you know, huge growth. And oftentimes the growth doesn't come through. So, you know, we're, we, we like businesses that, um, you have less uh, government potential government pricing interference, and so healthcare I think is harder to guess and harder to analyze. So we look for the the easier things to do, you know. 
What's easier these days? Uh, it, it's never an easy thing to do to to keep up with the markets. But is there is there something that's uh, yeah, you define easier when you say easier things to do, and then tell me what you're looking at. Well, well, there's there's certain things that we know are certain, and you know, and this would be you know, uh, you know, repeat human behavior, and we know that it goes on, <laughs> and people fall in love every day. They want to look good, so one of our favorite companies, even though it's you know the price is very low these days, is listed in Switzerland, and it's called Richemont. and you know they control or own Cartier and a whole series of watch brands. And if you do the analysis, the fundamental analysis, you're paying very little today for one of the most phenomenal groups of brands in the world. And they're honest, and they have $8 billion in cash. And, you know, everyday people are going to want to buy their loved one something. And um, so we, we love these sort of predictable, understandable. Um, and if you have the patience... We think that that there's tremendous upside in you know kind of real value, not indexed value. And, and what and is what is patience? How, how long is how long is that? <laughs> well, you know, I've read both of your resumes, and I know you know that you 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 know you're both very distinguished, and that you've worked very hard to build your careers, and it didn't happen instantly. So you know, I think people have to have at least a five-year view. And they have to really understand what they're, they own, not this idea I'm going to buy an index fund and understand the risk of owning the terrible 10. Um, it's thinking, you know, and it's a bit, you know, it's a message that Warren Buffett, I think he, maybe his central message is, you know, think like you own a piece of a business. And I think that's sort of his one principle that will endure for many years. David Winters, thanks for joining us. Have a great time. Out in Omaha, uh, David Gurren saying it's, uh, it's basically a weekend of lots of meat, no vegetables. <laughs> so. <laughs> the, the Omaha way. There's also a 5K, a Warren Buffett 5K, and a newspaper toss oh, competition. He will participate. So. And David uh, Winters, great investment advice. Buy and hold. David Gura and Michael McKee for at least five years. We'd like to stick around for, for that long. We are definitely going to stick around for the next few minutes and come back and we'll, uh, we'll take a look at uh, what's going on in the oil markets. We have uh, oil industry earnings due out any minute. Exxon supposed to report uh, following a little bit less than stellar numbers from Phillips 66. This is Bloomberg Surveillance on Bloomberg Radio. <laughs> 